Hey guys, I hope everyone's doing fine. This episode is a Skype conversation between Mark, Chris, and myself. We talk about everything dealing with the election coming up and our views on the whole process. And of course, in typical Saluma's fashion, we go into the deeper details of it. So I hope you guys enjoy this one. I hope you guys find some value in it. And as always, if you have any feedback, have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. All right, let's get it. The goal of the Saluma's podcast is simple. Take a candid, objective, and often comedic approach to the human condition. In keeping with this, the use of expletives, crude humor, and references to harsh realities are a commonplace. If you find any of this to be offensive, please, please, please throw your listening device in the trash. If not, enjoy the show. get into nothing i just think mark's response he said i've been pretty okay like that's about where i'm at i've been busy working and also watched anderson silva retire last night Mm. and get his ass whooped but i mean that was to be expected but other than that man uh just anticipating these elections and shit yeah that's what i want to talk about today what do you I mean, I'm it's I can't get enough of the election coverage of the election predictions of all the pundits saying all sorts of crazy stuff. I don't even know what to think. It's just this weird kind of overload. And truthfully, I don't know what I'm going to do with my with all that bandwidth that I allocated towards election over the past like couple of months. It's I've never been so tuned in. And maybe it's because this election is so important or maybe it's because there a lot of stuff has been kind of you know locked down and we haven't been able to do a lot of the things that we normally do so what are we going to focus on that seems like the next best thing for me i want to get you guys uh view on what's happening and what you all think is going to be what will come later on down the line you know obviously it could be whichever way it goes it could be a completely different america in the next you know week or two so let's talk about that today I'm completely out of the loop on politics, man. I don't even know who the vice president is. I don't even know like, <laughs> like what the rates are. I don't even know. Like, uh, I'm going to write in Kanye West. That's probably all I God know. God damn it. <laughs> that's all I know. That's the only thing I know that's about what's going on. It's just, um, I don't know if I'm just gotten lazy or depressed about it or if I, I don't know. I used to know. I remember a time when I knew the whole landscape. I knew who to vote for. I knew what they stood for. Now it seems like it's all entirely a farce. It seems like there's no realness to any of it. It seems so bizarre that I guess I'm just not retaining it. And I'm thinking about how to live without a um, government that I grew up on, like the one I grew up on. And, um, and I wonder if I've been asking myself, is that maybe how it all starts? You know, when, before Explain you turn what you said, a government how, that you grew up on say that say what yeah you how 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 to how to live without it without depending on the government in any way or in the in the 
in the normal ways that I'm accustomed to mm. um, having grown up with a little understanding of what was going on, what it meant to be an American citizen and what your relationship, American citizen and what your relationship to your government was. I feel like I don't want that relationship anymore. And, um, and uh, so I'm, I'm just not paying attention to it. I just don't think it's real. I just somehow I don't think it matters, but I wonder if I'm just like deluding myself. And I also wonder if that's how, like collapse starts or something that that's what people were saying before. Cause they always say, this is how it starts. And then next thing you know, you had, you know, chairman Mao or something like that. But I don't know if I believe all that stuff. I don't think it would evolve into something like that, but um, I certainly just am not interested in it. Sure. Well, I'll have to say that, you know, when it, I was one of these people that was like, fuck Hillary Clinton. Um, I'm I'm not gonna vote for her because she's just more of the same. She's the establishment, which I think I figured out, you know, a while back that there's a group of individuals that have mutually assured destruction and share, shared interests, and they kind of play this little back and forth bullshit to make it seem contentious, when in reality they're all working on the same squad. I think that we ha- we haven't seen any semblance of real um, politics outside of what amounts to kind of uh, an ever-growing, like, oligarchy in the United States since the Kennedy era. Like, post-Kennedy is really when it was like they tied up a bunch of loose ends. Um, they tied up loose ends in terms of uh, civil rights activists was getting knocked off. Kennedy's was getting knocked off. Uh, that was an era of a lot of uh, cloak and dagger type shit. Then you had, uh, then you had relatively toothless kind of administrations like the Carter administration, um, and then you had the Reagan administration, which Ronald Reagan wasn't a conventional fucking politician but he was a brand and he ushered in an enormous amount of shit that we're now like years later seeing the fucking impact of. And I think that that's the nature of, of politics and social policy is the delivery mechanism. And I think that even if there is enormous pageantry and collusion amongst all these people at the top, I think that the rhetoric, the over encompassing rhetoric makes a huge difference. And I will say, I have seen this country, you know, I've, I've gone full circle since me being like, no, fuck that. I'm not, I'm not going to vote for Hillary Clinton, but I ended up, um, holding my nose and voting against Trump because I was like, uh, I don't feel right voting for a reality star like this wild card ass reality star who is, he's really at the end of the day, he's a businessman. The motherfucker wrote, you know, air quotes, wrote the art of the deal. Like, all the shit that he's doing, all the psychological devices, he's already told you his game, and now he's just running game on everybody, but nobody that it's working on has has either read his shit or they're higher up socioeconomically that they're like, hey, I'm with this shit right now. But my, my point being, I didn't lament the fact that Trump got elected initially. I didn't. He was a he was lifelong um, socially progressive 
in a lot of ways. I mean, he's still part of the problem, a, symp- a symptom of a system that serves um, an ever-shrinking pool of individuals with a disproportionate amount of resources. But I was like, ah, this motherfucker is, he's a little off-kilter. Like, I'm not going to be wailing in the fucking streets because Trump got elected and Hillary Clinton didn't because fundamentally she represented the establishment and he represented a, a question mark and then kind of little tinges of, okay, what is this a delivery mechanism for? Because if he does get elected, then we've elected a celebrity, just like when Reagan got elected. And and Reagan, yeah. Reagan is looked back on in a very cultish fashion. If you think of any other presidency in modern times, in the past century, you don't have the same kind of romanticism that's associated with any administration other than really the Reagan administration. I mean, people could talk about like Teddy Roosevelt, but Reagan is the go-to. And he, he was the delivery mechanism, again, for the war on drugs, really upping the ante when it come, came to uh, privatized prisons. Prison industrial complex fucking flourished under Reagan. And then every administration thereafter took the ball and ran with it. I say this because I have watched this country, being somebody that watched Trump get elected and thinking it was funny that for real thinking it was funny that liberals was crying in the goddamn streets over this shit uh i reserved my judgment but over the past fucking four years you know three and a half years of this bullshit i have watched not only his behavior escalate and become more erratic and ridiculous and blurring the lines between what is a tangible like quantifiable reality as close to it as possible and people's opinions um i've watched our country fucking devolve i've watched anti-intellectualism proliferate in a way that it it, it, i'm almost 36 years old bro i'm i'm old enough to know that over the past several administrations no one has gutted the scientific community or academia in the same way, like flipped them the middle finger and then handed all this notion of, uh, of, of self-righteousness pretty much. Not only flip them the middle finger, but literally telling them that they're wrong. Yeah. And, and that alternative facts, like using buzz terms, like alternative facts, like mm-hmm. bitch, that's not a fucking thing. So I've watched as, as somebody who's, big into the scientific method, big into, you know, quantifiable phenomena, peer reviewed shit, experts, and, and honestly not taking just one expert's opinion, but the body thereof, this motherfucker just totally, if it doesn't coincide with him, he acts like he's where the buck stops as far as expertise and all of, and a huge portion of the United States loves it because they're horribly insecure about their own intellects and somebody has come along and even though he looks down upon them he looks at them as more trash i'm sure than he would you know probably any of us that are on this fucking podcast to be quite honest with you like Mm -hmm. i think he would probably be like oh these guys are actually pretty bright and they hold you know respectable positions in society the the body of his voters 
Not to say that those individuals don't hold respected positions in society, but a, a lot of his voters, he's playing off of the notion that they're like, well, you're not any smarter than I am. Like oh, they, yeah. they, they've been insecure. And let me tell you, I yeah, have, man. I have a real gripe with our educational system. I have a real gripe with how it, it, it's not as much about empowering a lot of times as, as a system it's about uh, parsing out individuals and, and putting them in categories and creating this like pre-designated like, okay, you're going to end up going here. This is your trajectory. You're going to end up going here. This is your trajectory. And you're pretty much cannon fodder. And they call that like, zip code destiny. Dude, and it, it very much fucking is. That's a good way of putting it. But our educational system has further, and and more to my point, is we got uh, DeVos appointed as education secretary, absolutely gutting our public education system. And I know lots of teachers personally. My sister's a teacher, and she's been a teacher for a long time. And she's often preached about working within the constraints of a educational system that gradiates individuals instead of instead of meeting them where they're at and finding their affinities and and growing those affinities it's it's trying to get everybody to fit in the same size shoe and it just doesn't fucking work for the population it works for the system however and it's part of the fucking system so Part of this big, long-winded thing is, A, rhetoric matters, and stirring people up that are fucking idiots has become more problematic than I've ever fucking seen in my entire life. And then, two, social policy that we will not see the impact of for possibly, like, the true impact of for possibly a decade or more is a real scary fucking thing. So when I talk about voting for Biden— I'm talking about voting for not gutting an educational system. I'm talking about voting for somebody who's going to tell us sweet little lies. But but now I want to say that, yeah, the, the mask has been lifted. And if, if these Trump supporters are reasonable human beings, which a lot of them don't seem to fucking be right now, then hypothetically, if Biden were to get elected, the, the push should be for solidarity to be like okay look this is our guy that we elected however we're gonna sit with you all and we're gonna hold him accountable on legitimate grounds and show you all how it is to hold a candidate or a public fucking servant mm-hmm. accountable for you know x y and fucking z and and that's where i'm at with it it's not and it, it doesn't it doesn't affect me personally and i know that uh People could frame it up some other kind of way and be like, well, yeah, it does affect you. Bullshit. Like, I don't have kids, man. I'm, I've, I own my own fucking business that's like lightweight, not going to fucking go away. I've been training for, you know, worst case scenario for since basically I was old enough to hold a firearm or a, a knife or a shovel or whatever. Like, I could bow out, y'all, right now. Like, I could go and dip out and live in a little cabin in the motherfucking woods and grow turnips, and everybody could kiss my ass. But what vested interest do I have in this other than the well-being of other people? And that's what we're looking at, in my opinion, 
when we're looking at voting in terms of Biden versus Trump, because when you have an education secretary that is going to further strip efficacy from the public education system, think about the impact on the population that that's going to ultimately have in the next 10 years. Dude, massive. <clears throat> an entire, like, and if it goes on for four more years, literally an entire generation is going to grow up, honestly, in my opinion, kind of stupid and, and apathetic towards, uh, towards large issues that are happening in society. That's been my biggest thing because one of the things I'm seeing right now is over the past four years, a lot of the, the youth is just checked out. They just don't care about it. And, um, and I don't know if that's because uh, I think it's because a lot of people haven't been holding the leader uh, accountable and it's just kind of been like, seems like worshiped him or something like that. And I think that if it does continue for, 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 you know, and it becomes an eight year deal, in my opinion, that is an entire generation that just doesn't, that's going to be just apathetic towards what's going on. And I think that in some cases it's fine to kind of like tend to the garden you can touch or whatever, but I think that we need to recognize our place in the, in the world and, and take it upon ourselves to do certain things to make sure that we are, you know, ensuring a good future for other generations as, as well as our own. And part of that does mean somewhat giving a shit about what's going on in terms of public policy. Yeah. And, and at least don't lie to folks like, yeah, don't lie to people. Least, yeah. It, it, at least, at least let us know in one way or another that nobody's coming to fucking save us. And it's, the most mind-boggling fucking thing that an entire demographic of individuals who for their entire lives were born bred, you know, raised, socialized to don't you don't trust a politician. I don't trust politicians. Blah blah blah. And then a motherfucker comes by and finesses them like slips them some like psychological roofies and has has turned it into an enormous cult of individuals. And, and it's at this point, it's a team sport. And we've talked about it being a team sport for a minute, but it's only as much they've created a false dichotomy to make it seem like, well, there's the right. And then there's the left bullshit. Yeah. That is absolute fucking bullshit. The right. And the right has enormous variance. You have people on the right that are going to vote for Biden. Yep. I know people personally that are lifelong Republicans that are like, uh, no, I'm absolutely not fucking voting for any more of this bullshit. Mm. Uh, you, what you do have are the loudest, most cartoonish manifestations on both sides. Unfortunately, well, in my opinion, unfortunately, the Trump side has the numbers cult-wise. You know, if you're drinking the Kool-Aid, he got that in fucking spades, dog, like all day long. Whereas the Biden side, our solidarity doesn't come from Biden. It has nothing to do with Biden. Our solidarity has everything to do with how awful Trump is. Mm. Since when has that motherfucking happened? Yeah. And, no, I and, that, and, and I think that that further underscores the fact that it is a false dichotomy the fact that that historically the left the left of center individuals is like herding cats because there's enormous diversity of fucking thought i know there are 
these loud voices of people that want to police our language and police our thoughts and and use platitudes and little terminology to fancy shit up while the world's burning down around us. But that's the minority. That's not the majority of us. There's a lot of variation. The only binding factor left of center is that Trump fucking sucks. That's it. I don't know a single fucking soul that is like, hell yeah, Biden, get on the goddamn Biden train. But I'll tell you one motherfucking thing, and, and this is a fact. And and even if they decide to get mad, militant, and fucking squirrely, which goddamn I hope they don't, but it is what it is at this point. If they're going to fucking do it, then we'll see. But uh, I want to see Trump supporters that have these bumper stickers that say make liberals cry again, which I don't really give a fuck about. I saw someone identify with liberals anyway, but uh, all these people saying make liberals cry again and having bumper stickers with this bullshit, this schadenfreude, this all, all, a huge swath of his campaign material is just schadenfreude based. Oh yeah. Yeah. I will, will relish Uh The idea of a bunch of goddamn conservatives or people right of center that are drinking a Trump Kool-Aid and acting like Biden is, I don't know. I don't understand how they can act so histrionic about Biden, but I want to see these motherfuckers twirling in the streets like Leatherface about it. Like, oh, it's the end of the (laughs) fucking world. No, and I've said it before, like if Biden gets elected, and he takes guns away, like they're like, well, I, some of them default to this shit because they know I'm pro uh, Second Amendment. Yeah. Um, they're like, well, I just can't vote for Biden because him and Harris's plan. I'm like, bitch, there ain't no motherfucking way. It's the same reason why Biden didn't answer the question about uh, Supreme Court justices because they're not going to do anything about it, but answering one way or the other is going to alienate a specific demographic. Now, it's not a, a particularly uh, controversial thing for the left when you're talking about gun control and him trying to recruit far left people to a degree because you go far enough left, you end up where I'm at with like semi-automatics and shit like that. But uh-huh. um, you uh, get in my get in my inbox if Biden fucking wins and takes everybody's guns away or tries to enact legislation and it passes or any kind of shit like that, inbox me and y'all can line up and I'll kiss your bare white ass because that is not <laughs> happening. It's not. It's not. <clears throat> it isn't. It, that's not going to happen. They're also not going to load the Supreme Court up, even though they just uh, approved somebody that has as much damn near as much experience in court as I do. Uh-huh. As a Supreme Court justice, like no shit, very not not an enormous amount of difference spending time in a courtroom between me and her. And I don't mean like me as a defendant. Like I yeah. have been, I have been there. But I mean, like when I worked for the cabinet, I was in there all the motherfucking time. This woman has no experience. She's just she's just a a a vote. Yeah. For an for an agenda, and I don't I do not believe um, that Roe v. Wade is in danger. Um, no. I think I, it was I, passed I, with the Republican heavy Supreme Court anyway, wasn't it? I, I don't I don't recall that, but I think when was that? Nineteen seventy three or maybe seventy two? 
I'll find out what the Supreme Court justices were. I believe that it was uh, dominantly. It was uh, there were more Republicans in that Supreme Court anyway. That, well, obviously, a lot of shit has changed, but yeah. I, I, well, I want to make one quick point, though, Chris, yeah, go what, ahead. to what you were saying. Um, <clears throat> you know, I don't know how often you you check, like, Pew data or anything like that, but yeah. one of the things that they were saying was that was just the, and this sort of proves your point, the, um, the amount, the huge amount of uh, non-college graduates that supported Donald Trump in 2016. I think it was somewhere around like over 60% of non-college graduates uh, did among white people, you know, and then among, among non-whites, it's 68% that went towards Hillary Clinton. But I thought that that's really, really interesting how, and th- and then when you look at the graduates, you know, it looks a little bit closer. Like, you know, it says uh, among whites that are college grads, 55% to 38%. Uh, in favor of Hillary Clinton, and then among college, uh, or among non-white college grads, sixty-eight percent to twenty-six um, percent, and then non-college grad non-white, seventy-seven percent to eighteen percent. I think I think your your level of education definitely does play some kind of a. Um, it, I think it does play a part in how you do vote, and I, I don't want to say that like it is important to. Um, to go to college and all that kind of stuff. But what I'm interested in is like, what are, what are people being told who don't have that extra level of education? Like, how is it so easy to win them over in such a vast, like in in huge swaths like that? Is that ever something that, that's something that you ever wonder? Well, it's something that I I wonder about constantly. And the, and the fact of the matter is, is that, uh, Oftentimes, universities are accused of radicalizing students mm-hmm. and having them uh, lean left. Yeah. When you get a college education, you lean left, like like you're being indoctrinated in a political ideology. When in reality, college did not have any kind of fucking impact on my political ideology, mm-hmm. aside from opening up my worldview. Yeah. It ex- it expanded my it, it challenged preconceived notions that I had. It exposed me to to thinking, and it didn't tell me that this is right or this is wrong. It exposed me to multiple theories that are associated with things. Whenever you're in college and you're presented, you're in a class on theory. You're not taught that uh, Emil Durkheim had it figured out. You're not taught that um, Foucault had it fucking figured out. You're presented with all of this stuff as objectively as possible, and then you it, it's left up to the student to digest it, unpack it, and then present their understanding to a professor to have it then challenged in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Then I went on to graduate school, and it was even more freeform. It was everybody was in there talking and challenging one another. And it didn't matter what your fucking viewpoint was, because when I got to graduate school for sociology, there were a lot of people that actually the overwhelming majority of my cohort did not agree with me politically. Even then, like they were not near as far left and didn't, it wasn't a gun toting leftist. Like they just fucking weren't. 
um, a lot of libertarians. That's mm. that, you know, at, at the grad level, it, that wasn't an uncommon thing, but it didn't. You, your shit didn't have to correspond with any kind of lockstep ideology. You just had to you had to back up your bullshit. And there's no backing up of one's bullshit as far as forma- formation of character in K through 12. And I'm not trying to denigrate teachers by any by any measure because, again, they're fighting a losing fucking battle, just like social workers are fighting a losing battle. Um, but K through 12, unless you have that specific teacher who does go out of their way to do that, and, and you got to be a slick motherfucker because parents don't want their kids exposed to things. They yeah, want to, sure. they want, they want the opportunity to indoctrinate. They, mm-hmm. they, they and, and that's reflected. If that's what you want to call it. I don't even think parents do, do a great, that great of a job of that shit anymore. Well, I mean, like, <clears throat> through, like through religion and shit, them, them trying oh. to throw that in school, like that being a push to yeah. put these two things together that you're like, no, bitch, do that on your own time. This is America. This is not get that bullshit out of here. That's your fucking thing. Do that at the house. That's not for school. Um, so are you saying that all that kind of connects to why people vote the way they do? Yeah, 100% fucking does. Because, again, if you stop K through 12, and all right, let's look at this from a statistical standpoint, and then we'll look at it geographically, too. People that have a less than high school education are generally more likely to reside and work in relative proximity to the place that they graduated from high school compared to individuals with college, like a bachelor's or better. Mm-hmm. Um, there's even a phenomenon, especially in rural areas, called brain drain. Um, when, when I had rural sociology in graduate school, we talked about brain drain a whole lot, how the exceptional in- individuals, and I say exceptional in very subjective terms, tended to not reside and build up those areas. They didn't stay around and become leaders and pillars in that community. They went on to larger stages, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, so you don't see, even when, when champions arise in these areas, those champions tend to distance themselves from those areas because of a lot of it is anti-intellectualism. A lot of it is insecurity and distrust of authorities. The paradox is, is that all of a sudden these people that have historically distrusted authorities or the status quo or anybody like that, and been it, it's just been a cultural kind of implication, are now openly just going along with whatever is being said by the president of the United States. And I can't fathom, I just can't fathom not being as critical of a president as humanly fucking possible. Like when Barack Obama was president, I'm like, yeah, he's a smooth motherfucker. He is a beautiful uh, delivery mechanism for the fucking system, but he is a drone strike murdering, not helping out American Indians ass motherfucker. Like he's, he's a capitalist through and through. And I can Mm -hmm. make that acknowledgement, but we don't get that out of these people because they finally, they feel like they've got a champion of some sort. Mm -hmm. They, they've got a champion that is speaking for them and using Have you seen the analysis of uh, Trump's language, like his vocabulary? No. Okay, well, 
do a little bit of research on Trump's vocabulary. Uh, yeah. Like there, well, there, there's, uh, there are analytics that are associated with different MCs, like rappers and stuff, and it gradiates them based upon vocabulary and content and things like that. Well, they do that with politicians, any number of groups of individuals. Trump speaks in like this fifth grade kind of level. Yeah, I'm just reading it. It said he speaks at the fourth grade low level the lowest of the last 15 u.s presidents yeah so fourth grade i gave him i gave him too much credit but fourth grade level and it's it's so easily digested and the way that he goes about doing it is he's just he's finessing motherfuckers mm -hmm. and he's playing off of their frustrations he's yeah. playing off of every goddamn frustration and he's gaslighting and and i don't throw this term around loosely he's gaslighting pretty much the, the totality of everybody else anybody that disagrees with him he gaslights oh yeah 100 percent, man i mean just listening to some of the like the um interviews and stuff like that that he's done when they ask something that he doesn't like he just goes in on him you know what i mean he'll and say just, hey, that is, that's an ugly question oh that's my an ugly god question and, and you're a horrible person yeah cut their microphone off yeah. that's problematic that is a pr problematic precedent to, to set. So me, I wish I could be apolitical. Like I wish I would be, I was like, I wish I had the luxury of thinking, ah, it's just one way or the other, but I'm stressed out because again, I have, you know, I have clients that social policy impacts enormously and mm -hmm. cuts to social programs are always a part of the agenda. And something else that I thought of, Think about, um, you know, Medicare and Medicaid, right? Yeah. Have they not been under the crosshairs for a minute? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, COVID-19. And Social Security. Hey, but, but yeah, but peep this. Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, there is enormous overlap between the people that currently and in the foreseeable future like the very foreseeable future are receiving social security or some sort of social benefits and their vulnerability to the current pandemic so if you have fucking half a million people pass away in a short period of time that were receiving social security benefits medicare medicaid whatever what, what kind of financial bottom line is that? Because that's not an insignificant fucking number. When you talk about, oh, it's only the most vulnerable that pass away. That's, there's also a financial incentive here. If you let this motherfucking shit just run crazy, you no kidding free up an enormous amount of capital. Think yeah. about it. If it, if it decimates, which it, we're at, what, 230,000 people did? Uh, yeah, I knew it was over 200,000. Okay, well, I, and, and it's projected to, and I think Dr. Fauci has pretty much just been like, hey, it's doom and gloom. I can't even hypothesize at this point. But we can modestly say half a million fucking people. And yeah. out of those half a million people, an enormous number of them were would, would have otherwise received public benefits. And yeah. that money, it doesn't get utilized. 
And then also those statistics can be manipulated and skewed to make it seem like the programs are less necessary than they need to be. They can be gutted following all these people falling off of it with with public support, too. And then again, like I said, we won't feel the shockwave until later on down the road. Yeah, I know it. It's uh, I don't want to say I feel like in this in this election cycle, the, the impact, honestly, is the immediate impact won't be as heavy if he went if he um if he wins to be very heavy if he loses and i just see that because like i said in in previous episodes i saw what happened to the like the super country people that couldn't go to olive garden and go bowling and shit like that and you know you are you guys already saw that there were people that tried to they had they plotted to kidnap the you know, the Democratic uh, governor of Michigan, uh, because she had essentially shut down the place, you know, like that, that amount of just fervor for, for your cause. I don't know what's going to ha- like, that's a shit that I'm scared of. Or what you think your fucking cause is. Or what you think your cause is, you know, like yeah. that stuff is, well, is really, it's really fascinating to think about. And I think Mark, you might, I think maybe you said this, like, a, a bunch of episodes ago, you talked about how people can cleverly appeal to that whole like lizard brain type of thing and, and just uh, elicit different types of emotions. Do you remember saying something like that, Mark? Um, yeah, probably. Yeah. It's certainly, I, I don't know what you mean by cleverly appeal. You mean people that want to manipulate yeah. groups of people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sounds, yeah. I say something like that all the time. I mean, uh, it's it, it's the thing that I'm most curious about in this whole situation. It seems like an affinity for uh, someone who appeases your sensibilities is possible. It can potentially um, undermine all other discretion because it's happening the same way. Like as with Obama, the African American community didn't get much from Obama as a president, but it didn't seem to matter. It seemed to be just the fact that he was a cool black dude was yeah. enough. Yeah. You know, and that's really weird. It's happening the other way around with Trump base. They're not asking anything of him, even though he's he's, you know, really not hasn't stepped up at all. He doesn't go after the opioid crisis or anything. And some of the obvious things I thought he would go after for the demographic that he was appealing to and, and mm-hmm. like um, invigorating with his campaigns. But he didn't do it. I don't think he did anything for anyone. Um and policy wise. So I'm left wondering how is that possible that that's, that's all that it takes, you know, and and, I don't have a choice that I can care about. Like I think Biden is a terrible choice as well as Trump. You know, I wanted Tulsi Gabbard or someone to to be able to be the president. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm left with them. Like I just, it's, it's too bizarre to me. I don't know what to think. Well, the, the, one of the key differences that I see though, and tell me if I'm off base here, but despite the fact that, that all of us were hype about electing a, a a black president, a biracial president, like Mm -hmm. that was, that was a hype thing. And not only that, like he, he was just a smooth motherfucker. Like we were like, okay, I'm with this shit. However, on the other end of that, 
I think that the black community maintained some degree of skepticism regarding what he was doing. As, as a whole, I think the black community did. At least if you compare that to the reception that Trump supporters who feel like they now have somebody who in some way represents them in office have drank the fucking Kool-Aid because you didn't have motherfuckers riding around rubbing it in people's faces that Barack Obama was president. And if you did, it was some white girl in a Honda Civic, like <laughs> with an Obama sticker. It wasn't black folks. It's like you didn't have Obama flags flying on the back of people's uh uh Chevy Impalas or nothing like that. You see mm -hmm. it all over the fucking place in Bowling Green, Kentucky on the back of Dodge Rams and shit. It, I mean, it's just there there are commonalities when it comes to it and it's you are 100 correct that that we elected a toothless president when it came to advocating for the general public but a less toxic individual by far than who we have in now purely by way of rhetoric alone mm -hmm. but oh, yeah. but but we were coasting and and honestly, we, we could go down the pathway of um, Obama did inherit a fucking uh, us plunging into a goddamn rece uh, recession. Mm -hmm. He inherited that shit. And I say he, <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to a point where I'm, I'm playing along with it. I'm acting like that this isn't part of a larger manipulandum whereby the power class knows they're going to be all right regardless oh yeah they keep, they keep on it's it's running pimp game on us it's mm. you break us down to our lowest low and then and then you bring us back up to to just below where we were where we started and we're just thankful to be out of that hole again so we're not complaining about the fact that we're not we're not back any better than we were to begin with that tango that's associated with it but mm -hmm. um yeah i don't you know i'm 90 95% of my friends are black like that's all every household that I kicked it in pretty much during the Obama administration was a black household and nobody was like you know what Barack Obama is really you know you can say what you will about him but he's really out here and he's he tells it how things. it is yeah he's really gonna do things for the black community no I did not hear that shit I didn't hear and there would be the occasional person that was just hyped that we had a black president. But in general, I, I do feel like the black community just kind of kept their mouth shut and was like, mm, we will see. We certainly will see. And I think the black community has acknowledged overwhelmingly like, yeah, he was cool, but he really didn't do shit for us. Uh, I, now, I don't think that. I, I don't know. If if the people that are so uh, so zealous mm -hmm. about supporting Trump have the humility to even eat crow on any level. Yeah. I, I, I don't, it doesn't appear that way. I, I don't think that that's part of the dialogue at all. And, and I feel I'm sorry I went on another diatribe because this is shit that just overflows my goddamn brain. But you were talking about possible scenarios and that a Trump win short term would be 
the least conflict. Um, According to um, a pretty legitimate, now I have to look it up, multivariant analysis of of potential uh, outcomes and conflict. Uh, This dude that does analysis of pretty much every election under the fucking sun looked at, you know, four different possibilities, a Trump blowout, a Biden blowout, a narrow Trump win and a narrow Biden win. And everything except for a Biden blowout is pers- it's, is forecasting for escalating social conflict. Mm. All the other three models are forecasting for an ever escalating social conflict. Wow. So that's, that's, and, and again, it could be nothing. It could be histrionics, but you know what? It is until it fucking isn't though. Yeah. Yeah. I I definitely see the, the social conflict coming from like, honestly, people are going to, I see people going around and finding people with like Trump signs and flags and just burning all that shit. Like I see a lot of problems happening from there. And, And the funny thing is that in the same way that we talked about, we did an episode on on how people are with the rebel flag. I think they're going to do the same thing with the Trump flag and with the hats because oh, it yeah. does elicit an emotion. And with with the South and with a lot of uh, uneducated uh, uneducated people in general, um, well, uneducated conservative voters, you know. Um, this is going to be that same type of thing because that the one thing that helped them feel good or helped them feel normal or whatever, or feel like they had some kind of power would then be gone. So they're going to have to be holding on to like, you know, holding on to something to feel good about themselves. Like, because do you remember how we talked about the civil war, how they absolutely like raped the South, how they took all the resources, took all the talent, took all that kind of stuff. And now you're left with these people here that just, they keep saying the South is going to rise again. They keep saying, you know, they keep waving their flags and saying it's heritage. That's the kind of shit that I see happening now, because I do think that America socially, especially is moving in a direction that doesn't fall in line with Trump's base. Like even if he wins, it still doesn't, it's still moving in a different direction than than what he says. You know, and so I think when you couple that movement into a ever more progressive society, it, you couple that with a Biden win, you're going to have people that are fucking lost. And when they get lost, they're gonna there's gonna be people making memes about them. It, it's like they're going oh, back yeah. to getting shit on. You know, it's gonna oh, be like, yeah. oh well, I'm going back to the trash can now. Everyone's gonna call me a dumb redneck, and they're gonna say that I'm yeah. never gonna be anything. Yeah. And like, and they ain't yeah. admitting that. They they're not admitting it. They're no, not, they not admitting it, nor nor should they. No one wants to say like, "Yeah, I'm going to go back to being, you know, recognized as stupid or not worthy or anything." Well, like they that. won't you even see, recognize they were wrong about anything. No, like, it's but it's not going to be about that. You know, it's they just want to feel something, and and the, I think the Democratic Party is the party of making people feel good about shit. It's not always a party about getting shit done, but at least you're going to feel good about it. And uh, and I think that is where the real problems are going to to arise. Well, and to be to be one hundred percent candid, like 
I know that the most likely scenario is just ongoing social conflict. It's going to escalate following the election. It's just whether, um, because law enforcement as it stands, they look, I, I have a lot of police officer friends. I, I have a, fa- a few family members who are law enforcement. And I can tell you out of their own mouths, they're like, bro, I don't want to get involved with this. Like, I don't want to fight these people. I just, I want to just sit here. I don't want to write no tickets, nothing. I'm only getting yeah. called if there's like an active shooter or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not enough, and they've realized there's not enough law enforcement, and and there's enough uh, transparency in the United States. It, there should be because goddamn, like the disinformation campaigns that are going up against it are monstrous. But mm-hmm. there's enough transparency and there's not enough law enforcement to go up against us if the the oligarchy basically wants to continue to impose some kind of draconian rule on us. They just don't have the manpower. Then it comes down to the debate, which might be kind of leaning more into histrionics, histrionics, um, getting the military involved. And I fundamentally don't feel like, and I know a lot of military members, uh, you know, i got friends who are military, ex-military, and I fundamentally don't think that they our U.S. military is going to be down to clown when it comes with oppressing our own people. I don't, I don't feel like it's going to happen. It has happened in the past. Um, it's not out of the realm of possibility, and I'm not saying that it won't occur in anecdotal senses, but I cannot fathom a sitting president of the United States getting our active military to be like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. we're going to do this to our own people. I I I, I want to have more faith in our military than that, regardless of who's in office. I'm I'm not trying to even demonize Trump. I'm just I'm I'm trying to give our military enough credit to be like, I don't think that that shit's gonna fucking happen. But mm. but I I do feel like the most likely scenario is that we're, we're not gonna have a Biden blowout, and we're gonna have a semi-contested fucking election or a Trump win and uh, and people are going to continue to hate each other. It'll escalate and and people become more intensified and concentrated in their belief system. Instead of uh, instead of being more willing to expand one's mind view, when you feel like that you're being uh, accused of something or or being scrutinized, a lot of people withdraw and they double down on their shit. That cognitive dissonance kicks in. So um, mm-hmm. I know, and I'm tapped in enough. I'm tapped in enough because I keep a broad group of friends. Because that's how you get shit done is you have a broad group of friends that you keep it 100 with. But I know that there are a lot of, we'll, we'll call them, you can call them right wing, but some of them have anarchist kind of tones to them. But a lot of these militias are prepared for what the fuck ever. They're just wanting to pop off. Mm-hmm. And the left doesn't have shit like that. 
I'm no. sorry. Antifa. The left's not capable of popping off, man. They're just not. They're, too they're not. And and Antifa don't exist. Mm. Is this, it, I mean, well, it exists them, in though, the right? sense that, uh-huh. that, we're, that we are anti-fascism, but I don't know a single motherfucker that's like... I'm pro-fascist. Antifa, I know a gang of motherfuckers that's make that are MAGA. Like, come on, man. The left just there's a this huge false dichotomy here, and and you keep on having right wing memes and shit to pop pop up. Like, you know, if there's another civil war, that we're gonna we're gonna be all right. Like we uh, us country boys and all this shit, we're gonna be all right. Like they're it's being romanticized. Even the notion of a, a second civil war is being romanticized. Like, how do you combat that? Because it's not even about disenfranchisement at this point. It's about people wanting to revel. It's, yep. it's about people wanting to, to be relevant and relive some kind of like deep seated fascination, like role play, like, I, I'm I'm going to do what my ancestors could not, or yeah. some shit. I, I you can How do you combat that? You can't reach across the fucking aisle about shit like that. Mm-hmm. If somebody wants war, they want war. Yeah, that's true. That's very true, and um, I think you're right that they want war. <laughs> At least they seem to be. Some people seem to have that disposition. They just want war. Oh, I can. I can feel it, man. I can yeah, me fucking too, man. feel it. And it's like, what is it going to solve? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is, is it just that inner desire to kill? Like, we we just need one of those things. I know we've gone quite a very long time with that, with relative peace in, with, in terms of America goes. Yeah, I know we're going and blowing shit up here and there. and We're doing covert missions and stuff like that. But we aren't in any sort of conventional wars like we would be. You know, a lot of things that would uh, satisfy that. Yeah. You already know what I think. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm Stuff with that'll you. satisfy that urge for people to kill, hunt, destroy all that that belongs to a certain type of people. And uh, um, because that hasn't happened in a very long time, everyone, there's just a bunch of pent up stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a bunch of really pent up stuff. Well, and and it's again like I'm I'm an Appalachian American. I am Melungeon through and fucking through the walking manifestation of the fucking word. And I have a significant amount of belligerent ass white hill person in me, just like I have, you know, uh, the descendants of like trysts between slave masters and things like that and runaway slaves and American Indians and shit like that. It's this weird fucking amalgam of things. If we're talking about genetic predisposition, where I, I can even say that there's a warlike side of me. There's a side of me that's like, okay, motherfucker, well, if you're going to do it, let this, this fucking do it. Yeah. You know, it's the switch that gets flipped when it comes to that. But it's not about domination. It's more about standing my ground and, mm-hmm. and being willing to die for what I fucking believe in. But it's not about imposing my beliefs or conquering or any goddamn thing like that. And it's more, I guess, that fatalistic drinking moonshine, you better not go up in the mountains type of mentality, as opposed to like it's it's wanting to be left the fuck alone until I no longer have the luxury of being left the fuck alone, if that makes sense. Yep. And 
And I understand that I have that predilection being who I am. I'm like, yeah, all right, well, we can, we can let some hammers bang, like whatever. But (laughs) at the same time, if I, if I, in many ways could be perceived as a bleeding heart leftist, you know, what I do for a living, what, and, and you all know good and well, I don't do it for the brownie points because don't nobody know shit about what I do if I do my job right. If I do my job right, there's no problems. Only when something happens is it even noticeable that I am necessary. You yeah. you, do, you make an interesting distinction when you when you describe that theoretical propensity because it may be that most people are like that. Maybe that's why they broke away from Europe and stuff. And most people just want to be left alone. And but if you can convince them at the lizard brain level that Clue mentioned earlier, that that there is something to defend, you know, like America oh, or something. They're you can, coming you to can get exploit that. Yeah, yeah, coming to get you type shit. So people that would otherwise be perfectly fine, you know, without going to war or thinking that there's an enemy across the seas, they may be easy to manipulate mm-hmm. sometimes. And um, and that's, you know, all you need is their um, social, political, you need their consent emotionally. You know, you just need the yeah. zeitgeist. You don't actually need their warm bodies. That, that happens in a different way, you know? Yeah, scared Ooh. people make the, they, they'll do anything. Hence, yeah. the, you know, October 26th was, I, I wrote a message about it on Facebook or a status. I said, uh, uh, happy Patriot Act Day. You know, that's a prime example of what mm-hmm. happens when you have people that are scared enough. They'll give you anything. And I think in this case, they'll give you their vote and uh, they'll give you their support if they're, if they're scared enough about some other threat. And for those of you who don't know about the Patriot Act, it's, it's essentially why all of our information is out there. It's a, it's a, it's a in, in very, very short it allows for the government to to essentially gather as much data on us as they want uh, in, in the name of national security. It, it's so. basically them coming forward with an open justification and acceptance of something that they've been doing all along. Yeah, but this time they could do it for everyone. So just well, so you guys it, know. It, it, yeah, it scales up. It scales up with technology, but uh-huh. it, they they've been doing this hood rat shit for a fucking minute. It's just again, now they're doing it right fucking in front of us. Uh-huh. And like you said, it's being framed up as it's for your own good. We're doing it for national yeah. security. You got to take your shoes off before you get on an airplane because one motherfucker did a a botched ass job on a shoe bomb, and then ever since then, now we got to do that thing. Yeah. Go to the full body scanner where they can see you dangling and all, uh-huh. all that. I mean, it's. And, and you know what? Like air travel is a pretty low risk kind of scenario across the board. I think it's, it's the not, safest route of travel. Dude, it is. It's super fucking safe. Meanwhile, out here on the freeway, fucking three quarters of us have a semi-automatic fucking gun in our car. Yeah. Like, at least in Kentucky. I, mean, I travel I, with one. Well, yeah, me too. Sometimes I have two or three with me. Just, yeah. For different fucking reasons, you know. I wish you a motherfucker your... would. Well, I got my little <clears throat> one. I got my little one that fits in my pocket. I got my my kind of mid-range grab-and-go thing. And then I have, like, a bolt-action thing. Because, I mean, I got a pickup truck, and I go play in the woods a lot. It's not like I'm like, oh, God damn it. If a motherfucker runs up on me, I'm not ready. It ain't like that. It's just like, oh, okay, well. 
this is for security. This is for utility. But mm-hmm. God damn, dude, I just, I fundamentally do not know what's going to happen. I think it's going to be real close, though. I don't think we're going to have a Biden blowout. I don't think we're going to have a Trump blowout. Do you guys so we'll- see a lot of early voting in Bowling Green? Oh, oh yeah. Tons. An enormous amount. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah they've so been tons of early voting. I see. I do see a Biden victory. Um, I see him winning the the election. I think that there's there's just too much stuff that has gone wrong in terms of like handling of the you know the pandemic. You know, just I think people are fine. They've finally just woken up. Like, hey, I can't not give a shit about some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's not well, so much that. I, I think that it's not so much that about the issues at hand for a large amount of people it is, but for another amount, they're like, I'm fucking tired of these people driving on the road with the Trump signs or the flags. Or yeah. the, like, I think that's what they're tired of. Well, and so. on, I think that, that the democratic party or, you know, at, at this point, assuming that this isn't just part of the tango, but I think the D- democratic party picking or pence pence biden picking kamala harris Uh was a coup i think that that was a a great balance as as far as a vp is concerned because it's lightweight the same formula that worked for bush and cheney with the caveat that kamala harris is sexy brown skin female and way more charming than yeah that's Cheney. true she could get it man she could she she's she's a a, a very attractive human being mm-hmm. she is she the way she carries herself her confidence her air her couth um her overall competency even if she is like a sith lord she's like <laughs> she she's still like it's it's very similar to the uh, the Bush Dick Cheney kind of dynamic, and they did a good job there. And you know how you know they did a good job? It's because you have all these people bypassing. They come up with the most ridiculous criticisms of Biden. Like, like, bitch, do you really have a leg to stand on criticizing Biden about being creepy when you got the guy with like. 50 sexual misconduct allegations yeah, against him and all that. Like, come on now. But yeah. uh he touches children. Oh man. Yeah, that that's all they got. And then literally their their guy has done all this other shit. If they were critical of both, then I might take them fucking seriously. Uh-huh. But I've seen them actively posting as much as they can in terms of memes to denigrate Kamala Harris as a human being. They talk. They talk about her sexual history, which Mm -hmm. is fucking unacceptable. It's hilarious. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's unbelievable, dude. Just because it's a fuck, it's a it's a woman, and not only that, because it's an attractive brown skinned Mm -hmm. woman, they're gonna attack her sexual history and act like that that she slipped away to the top and all this kind of shit. Whereas Trump's sexual history is beyond any kind of criticism whatsoever but an an entire to to have an entire campaign to denigrate a VP candidate shows you're you're reaching (laughs) yeah Yeah. you're reaching because you're afraid and 
and honestly, Kalu, like if if I were to just if I were to put some money on it, like if we were to have a friendly bet amongst friends, I would bet on a a close Biden victory. Yeah, just because I have seen way too many and heard from way too many uh right of center people who were like, "No, I'm voting for Biden." Like yeah. I I can't I can't deal with this shit anymore. I'm so tired of it. I'm I'm fucking tired of it. And you know what? I'm tired of it too. Yeah, man. Is anyone even pushing the narrative from the Biden campaign or from the left that hey, all of this stuff that you're going through is because the irresponsible leader you have? Is anyone saying that? Yeah, yeah, they the are. People but- who love Trump are the people that want to go downtown and say woo. In my neighborhood, in my part, in my part of the world, like they're the ones that that want to go to Broadway mm-hmm. and hang out, and they can't, and they are losing it. Mm-hmm. Like they are, they are really tired of not being able to do their f- freedoms. Yeah. Well, and and that's the thing is is part of the scare tactic, and I think that you're we're on you were onto something when you said uh, maybe some of these people don't necessarily possess um what we conventionally would dub the conqueror gene they just it's elicited this i just want to be left alone and this this fundamental threat to my well-being and and how i do business is being presented in front of me um but whenever they frame shit up in terms of hey uh this is this is happening under your presidency. It seems like it's only ever in reference to something that's being presented saying, if Biden gets elected, then this will be your America. And they will literally show pictures of what's going on yeah. under a Trump presidency. Yep. Yep. hundred percent, man. Well, guys, I do appreciate the talk. This is the kind of stuff that, um, I think people need to be talking about. I wish more people were talking about it, but I do want to do one um, maybe on election night or because, I, I, well, I don't know if they're going to have the results by then. I'll be interested to see um, a lot of these mail-in things may throw it off. I have a feeling that we won't know until maybe Friday, but I still want to be able to. Let's get uh, drunk on Facebook live and watch the. That's what I was going to say. I would like to do something to, for the commissioners you know, to, to see if, uh, maybe they can get some new blood in there. Um, I'll say right now, if, if, um, if Denning doesn't get replaced or Perigen doesn't get replaced, I'm going to run in two years. So <laughs> like, I just like, and I'm literally going after them. Like They're they no- <laughs> they both terrible. They're yeah. both fucking terrible. Just, and I'm, I, that's just the way it is. Yeah. They are like, they are, why are you staying in Bowling Green? It's like, I, I got a mission. I, I got it. I got to take these two down. <laughs> they are the epitome of, of what is wrong with yeah. any political system. They yeah. are. The, yeah. They're like little they, McConnell juniors. They're like, yeah. they're like, they're like, well, he's kind of deadly. At least, at least he's a mm-hmm. gangster. That motherfucker mm-hmm. will cold blooded pass stuff for the Illuminati. And like, he maintains, he, he plays his part, but those guys are so ineffectual and they've been there so long. And they, they're the epitome of, of like what's wrong with all of the local government and how non-participation from people like me, like doesn't help it because they, they, they get to do nothing right in your face. Uh-huh. Well, and I like what you said that I like how you said that they get to do nothing right in your face. That's the scary shit. 
Yeah. So yeah, thousand percent. I'm, I'm, I'll be going for them. Uh, but anyway, guys, uh, do we have any shameless shouts before we get off? Um, always shameless shout out to Tyler Young at Grade Eight Performance, Clint Bushong at Grade Eight Performance. Uh, we're out here doing anything and everything to build better human beings. If you have uh, questions regarding uh, physical training, if you have questions regarding tactical uh, firearms training, if you have interest in uh, undertaking courses that are associated with this or having ongoing training, even survivalist stuff, hit up um, Grade 8 Performance, slide in the inbox, just ask a question. It can't hurt. And and we've got a good team of individuals with a lot of knowledge pretty much across the board. Um, also, in the same vein, Raw Power Moving Service, we out here moving stuff that's heavier than other people are moving, and we're doing it for cheaper than anybody else is. We take care of your stuff. It's going to show up in good condition. And, uh, yeah, we, we do things other people people fundamentally aren't capable of and we quote per job we're not going to waste your time we want to get it done as safely effectively and quickly as possible and let's make a little money and not break your pocket either yeah i love it i love it mark do you have any shameless shout outs before we jump off oh yeah shout out to the the black codes slack group and uh congrats on the little podcast they started obviously after i invited them uh, uh, hmm, that's interesting. Good for them. The more the merrier. Yeah, and we're uh, expecting our invite then. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, that's it. Okay, sweet. Um, I don't have any shameless shout-outs on my end. Uh, I also, I do just want to let everyone know that uh, you know, voting days come, or election days coming up. Please do your part. Go out there and and, and do some voting. Listen up if you haven't. Uh, uh, listen to some people or do some research on your own. Just try and figure out what these people stand for. Um, Especially when it comes to the presidency. No, not even the presidency. When it comes to your state and local elections, fucking read about the people that are in those areas. You don't understand how much of a impact those people have. You know, whether it's your judges, whether it's the senators, all sorts of people, the city, the uh, city council members, all of those people, your mayors. It's very, very important that you read up and learn what these people are going or plan to hopefully do for your communities. I've certainly been reading up on the different ones in my community. You know, it was, it was interesting making my making my choice. Um, and uh, I'm just looking forward to a new Bowling Green or a different Bowling Green where we can actually get some shit done that really makes sense for, for the community as a whole. So I'm, I'm interested and excited about the next couple of days. America's going to look pretty different. So uh, that's some shit I'm, I'm looking forward to. So with all that done or with all that said, I want you guys to be safe, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, do some dope shit this week. Um, please wash your goddamn hands wear your mask where you wherever you can you guys are already seeing that the numbers are going up whether or not you believe in that shit people are still dying okay people are still getting sick you know understand that your your freedoms end where someone else's exists or where someone else begins so if if someone doesn't feel comfortable around you you know by you not wearing a mask come on fucking put one on and don't be a dickhead about it um that's all i got uh yeah do all the good shit, and we are out. Peace, fuck Trump. <laughs> God damn it.